It's the Duffin' Up Podcast. All right, everyone. We have on a very, very special guest for all the Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas out there. This man, a legend of the game in Rhode Island, started a company back in 2004 around a fantastic idea to make a great sports drink. What they were able to do is they were able to pivot Back in 2014, I think it was. I, I want to get that correct. But That's 2014, correct. they went straight back and they went straight back, pivoted into a golf brand. And ever since then, they have been helping out not only the Rhode Island community through many different chair through many different charitable organizations, but they've also been able to really grow the game within the southern New England area. So I do want to welcome on the founder and CEO of Swing Juice, John Mason, to the Duffin' Up podcast. John, how are we doing tonight, man? I think that that is quite the intro. I might have to take you around as like my hype man anytime <laughs> I do a podcast or anything. So thank you for the intro. And I'm uh, glad to be here. Don't Absolutely. wish, don't wish so, upon anything that you won't want. <laughs> oh, my God. You. Bring it on. Bring it on. Watch out. Brian's Love just it. like, just please don't bring up South Carolina, John. Just please don't bring up South Carolina and we'll have a good episode. More specifically, Hilton Head. Yeah, definitely don't bring <laughs> okay. that up. Okay, I will keep that out of my mouth. Oh, man. That's okay. We we still, we got the lighthouse back there, Brian. Do you see it? We got the yeah. lighthouse he's on the a, top of the He's clubs. the biggest That's Hilton Hand fangirl there is out there. I, so. I, I, there's, it's Tiger fangirling and Hilton Head South Carolina fangirling. It's, like it's one, just one, all one. into one, baby. Uh, all right. <laughs> Both got our head covers going in our back. There you go. That works. But John, I know we did talk about this before, but I do want to ask it for the listeners. Do we still have some of the old legitimate swing juice from 2004? You know, it's funny. Different parts of my house, I'll walk around and I'll see remnants of the old swing juice. But since you asked, I I just have some of this, my home office. I have some on the desk. So I have a couple of a couple bottles up there. I don't know if you can see in the corner over there kind of. The, the evolution of the of the the actual swing juice energy drink but yeah i have some i wouldn't drink this right now i don't know what the expiration date is but i do have it <laughs> that can oh, go to the museum down down the road yeah, yeah this is part of the swing i always say that you know to my wife and you know, anybody that asks i'm like this this is just going to go into the swing juice uh, museum one day yeah, it's a good good hoarder excuse be like oh right, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Or when you become president, your presidential library. Exactly. There you go. When, it, when it's built somewhere in my backyard. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That's, that's something Rhode Island is missing, is a presidential library. So. I, I know. Right. <laughs> you have to get a president first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. We can start we got somewhere. It. We can start somewhere. Lincoln Chafee was our hope guy. Lincoln Chafee was the hope. He he got he got 0.5% of that vote one time. It was it was great. I, I was I was rooting Buddy Cianci. I was hoping he would uh, go uh, up buddy. Buddy. <laughs> buddy, I was fortunate enough to meet Buddy and you know, rest in peace. Yep, yeah, um, yeah. you know, several times, but uh, yeah, he was something. My, uh, you want to talk my... about? You want to talk about the the old Gilded Age? Buddy Cianci would have brought back that corruption so quick, so oh, quick down in DC. He made Providence what it is, and he did. He did. I, he my did. Uh, my dad was a, a Providence firefighter for thirty years, and. Uh, there's a really cool old photo of, of Tim and I, um, like sitting on Buddy Cianci's lap when he was doing his mayoral campaign and Tim and I these these tiny little kids with, uh, bowl, blonde bowl cuts and just on Buddy Cianci's lap. It's one of my, one of my favorite photos. I gotta have to take that out of the archives. That's great. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to check that out. (laughs) But, uh. So John, John, tell us about, uh, the start of swing juice. How'd you get the idea for, uh, 
for the for the beverage and then tell me tell us when you were like all right let's uh let's switch it up and uh tell us where you are now yeah so you know this really kind of you know when you when when i think of the beginning of swing years this goes way back not sure how old you all of you guys are but you know i originally came up with the idea for swing juice um in 2003 and so, you know, when I kind of think back to that time, you know, I know I was really starting to get obsessed with the game of golf just in general. Um, I was playing a lot of golf before I had kids. I was playing with all my friends. None of us were married. So we we had like all this free time in the world. So we just started to really play the game of golf, you know, and, and at that time, I just there was two there were two things with that I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with the energy drink in 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 enhanced water space for whatever reason because I, I was always a marketing guy that you know went to uh, providence college here and uh, you know was a, i was a marketing major so marketing has always kind of been you know part of my thing just an idea guy across all industries um so i was really obsessed with the 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 emergence of a lot of these uh, energy drinks that were on the market you know red bull and and vitamin water and you know, monster. You I mean there was probably a hundred at the time where a lot of what they were doing, they were all independent at the time, which I found fascinating because they were all doing like different marketing um activities, you know, from a guerrilla marketing standpoint to really, you know, get get out there, which I, I found, you know, again, I found it fascinating that these these beverages kind of popped up out of nowhere and they were just really taking a hold of the industry and they were really taking the place of you know, Gatorade, Gatorade at the time, Powerade at the time, you know, so I, I don't know, I just found it fascinating. And, you know, so at that same time, I get, I was really obsessed with the game of golf, playing a lot of golf. And one particular time, a friend of mine, uh, another former friar, he said to me, um, you know, we were trying to make a tea time for, for a Saturday morning. And he said, hey, you know, we have a, um, he called me on a Friday night. He's like, I made a tea time for tomorrow morning. 6 30 we were early morning tea time um and I, you know my first reaction was like 6 30 wow that's you know you really <laughs> you really want to get there get there early and he's like hey no big deal we'll just drink our swing juice and we'll be ready to go and uh, like the second he said that i was like wow that's that'd be kind of a cool name for and it, all he said was swing juice and and i had heard you know people reference swing juice you know as more of like an alcoholic beverage right drink your swing juice and the round beer, whatever you drink. But the second he said that, for whatever reason, it just immediately clicked off in my head. Like, that would be a cool name for, like, a golf energy drink. And it was just, again, it just happened to be the time that I was, you know, like, getting really obsessive about golf and also really obsessive about about energy drinks. So um, thought about it all night, thought about it all day, uh, the next morning, or around the golf. Second I came home that day, I literally got on my computer and just looked up swing juice and couldn't find it. I went to the uh, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office uh, website, uh, message, you know, looked up to see if swing juice, if anybody had owned that name or had a product out there called swing juice, and there was nothing. Nobody owned the name. Nobody had the product. So I immediately bought the trademark. Went to check to see if anybody had the domain name, swingjuice.com, swingjuice.org, swingjuice.net. Nobody, nobody owned the name Swing Juice. So right then and there, bought the domain name Swing Juice. So on that Saturday, so from the night before, I heard the name, made the connection. I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool name for a golf energy drink. Played golf the next day, owned the, owned the IP for Swing Juice. And then like two days later, I'm like, what? 
what am I going to do with this? Like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So, yeah. So again, this is like July, I want to say July, 2003. So from July, 2003 till about, I want to say about July, 2004, I just really did a deep dive into the beverage industry. Cause my thought was I wanted to make a golf energy drink, but I had no experience in doing that. I'd never, I'd never started a business at that point, let alone try to create a product out of thin air. Um, so I, I really just became super obsessive again. I guess that's really part of my personality. I get obsessed with things. Um, I did a deep dive in the beverage industry and just, I decided I wanted the drink to be a, a mix between a Red Bull and a, and a vitamin water. So an enhanced water and an energy drink. And the reason I, I chose that is I thought, okay, well, Energy drinks really get you jacked up, and I want—I don't want that feeling. But there's good benefits because caffeine and some of the other ingredients help with your focus. And then I wanted it to be an all-natural product, like a more like a vitamin water, because I really wanted to get the product into Whole Foods. And I thought, you know, Whole Foods is a good, you know, marker to talk to the quality of the product. So, you know, over the course of that year, I just really figured out what was in it what was in an energy drink i studied all the ingredients um I, I bought literally every single energy drink that was on the market at the time testing them all kind of figured out what they what they did and what the ingredients did so in that time period i i basically created a formula for the beverage i called around to about 100 different um you know co-packers which are um contract packagers you basically hire them to to make your product um Almost all of them said no. And then the caveat there was, if you want to do this, then you have to, you know, produce like 10,000 case, cases. And I'm like, I, I can't produce 10,000 cases of an idea. I don't have room in my apartment. I don't know where, where I would put 10,000 cases. So I finally found a lab in uh, Utah, of all places. They were, they were, they were, um, they were said they would do it for, for three cases. So that's really how swing juice was born and then from that point forward made some samples um figured out a good flavor profile and then we did a small production um i printed out some labels on my computer at home just really like taped them together and um put some cases put those cases in my trunk and just kind of drove around and see if i could get some traction to see if anybody would uh take on this product what were you uh, targeting were you going to golf courses were you going to convenience stores or both Initially, initially it was all golf courses. I thought, all right, swing juice, energy drink. And, the, and another reason why I focus on golf to me, it was like a lower barrier of entry and trying to get into, um, into a market, you know, like again, supermarkets typically have a long process, you know, convenience stores, you know, may not have a, that hard of a process, but there's a lot of competition there. So I thought, all right, well, nobody's really focusing on golf courses and which was true at the time. And it was just Gatorade or Powerade. That, that's all you that's all you could get there. There was no, even back then, there was no Red Bull or vitamin water. So uh, yeah, the initial target was golf courses. And, and as things developed with the product and the different flavor profiles, it started to expand. We ended up getting into Whole Foods. Um, I say we, it was me. Um, ended up getting into Whole Foods. And then, you know, over the course from 2004 till about 2013, you know, at the high point of selling Swing Juice Energy Drink, we had four flavors. And we had about 300 locations that were carrying the product. And this was mostly self-distributed within, within New England. Um, so it was, um, it was a tall task, a lot of work, but, you know, I, I, I loved every second of it. 
that's that's like uh, it's that's just the, the dream there i mean it's uh just from from the initial like kind of hallelujah the skies open up when you hear the phrase swing juice because i mean marketing half the battle is just getting a name that sticks and it, it's it's kind of i mean not the half the battle i'm really under underselling marketing but just yeah. i mean that's it's if you have a name that is recognizable rememberable it's uh it it, it sells itself i mean it's not this long, complex name that no word that people haven't even heard of before, but it's swingers. It's a common, uh, common phrase, like you said, to kind of loop the joints with with some liquor and uh, yep. get, get the swings uh, flowing freely. And so, but you you took a whole different spin on it and um, and made it even even better. And and just the way the way that you were able to pivot um, and and kind of go off of the demand of of the market from. Uh, the energy drink heyday to to um apparel now and it's just uh fascinating and um and and so just kind of when when you were going to say like to to golf golf courses and, and trying mm-hmm. to, to to sell to them um it's kind of like your barrier of entry is it just like the the, the head pro or the guy running the pro shop and just, just kind of being like hey put this in here it's saving you a trip to they're probably going to costco or bj's to, right. <laughs> to stock their their pro shops for smaller courses right yeah. yeah you know i think every course it really differs you know like a lot of courses it's it is the pro or you know there is a manager who acts as you know the food and beverage manager and the in the you know, that, that buys the merch for the pro shop. So it really depends on the type of location, but yeah, I just, I just basically would go and, you know, go right into the pro shop and ask like who buys the food, who buys the beverage here. And then they would, it's either me or, you know, whoever else, uh, you know, somebody within the club. So it was definitely a lot of, you know, knocking on doors, making phone calls, trying to get mm-hmm. appointments, that, that, that whole deal for sure. Who, who was number one? Who is that? The first um, number number one was uh, this course in Plymouth. What is the name of it? Um, Pine Hills? Not Pine Hills. Uh, um, I was going to uh, say probably not Old Sandwich. Knowing this. Not, <laughs> knowing not that. Old Sandwich. I don't think <laughs> Old Sandwich was around back then. Crosswinds? Uh, Crosswinds. Crosswinds. Crosswinds was the, the number one course uh, to, to purchase swing juice. That's cool. I, I have I have their like check stub somewhere around here around gotta frame that put in the museum yeah that's part of it that's it's part of the uh the archives that that are uh them collecting all right so i gotta ask you have some of the uh for those of you who don't know he has a dynamite clothing uh clothing line right now i mean who designs these clothes these quarter zips these uh hoodies the hats like um the first taste i ever got of swing juice was um first of all uh you donated a prize to the Portsmouth firefighters um for their cornhole tournament so mm-hmm. thank you. so very thank you very much for doing that my, um, my pleasure and then uh so my girlfriend actually won a, a bunch of it she won this nice she won this which is dynamite which is phenomenal i mean this was just great oh, and I love so, it. so then i went down a deep dive and i looked at the website and everything so tell me who is designing these clothes how are you making your clothes that much better than the competition because if if you log on and see these designs i mean how can you not buy them 
Well, well, again, thank you for the kind words, and it's your, it's yours truly. You know, it's um, you know, I, I I like to I like to sort of explain that you know, kind of what you see and you experience, like either on our website or if you you actually own some of our clothing. It's it's just how my brain works. You know, I've tried to combine like my two favorite things in every little aspect of our clothing. You know, whether it be like the golf and vodka, golf and hip hop, golf and tacos. You know, when I first you know, when I first came up with these designs, you know, when I was making the pivot from beverage to apparel, um, I, I literally just said to myself, you know, why don't, why don't I just put together some cool designs? Because there, there really wasn't anything in the industry at the time that I saw that I personally liked. So I tried to take my two favorite things and put them together. And so I come up with all of the concepts and the designs uh, that you currently see, you know, on our website. And, you know, I, we have a couple of uh, graphic designers that we work with and, you know, I, you know, I basically, that's my brain. I just, I'm constantly thinking of new ideas and new designs and new concepts. And, you know, I'll, I'll make notes and then, you know, I'll kind of sketch it out. And then I'll get together with, you know, with, with one of our designers and we will go back and forth and, you know, see what, if it, if it comes close to like, what's in my head, um, you know, most times we, we nail it after a few passes and then, and then we, and then we make it live. So it's, um, and, and the really the whole idea for me was to try to put a fun in different spin on what's currently out in the industry. And that's really been the evolution of, you know, first we started out with t-shirts and then we moved to more performance gear and even just like picking the materials for the t-shirts and the performance gear. I wanted it to be something that, you know, you could wear every day, not, not just something that you would, um, you know, wear once and put at the bottom of your closet, you know, not not just a polo you'd wear one or two times. And once you sweat through it, it's, it's done, you know, something that you can constantly wear round after round or, you know, when you're off the course, go to the bar, 19th hole, whatever you want to do. Um, and then just, you know, look good, play good and, you know, hopefully feel that vibe of, you know, having a fun, you know, kind of lifestyle feel of the game of golf. And, you know, you can wear it day in and day out. I mean, I will say, I know you guys have, I mean, number one, everything on here is fantastic. But when you guys do your master's collection every year, yeah. like just the sayings that you guys come up with are some of the, like some of the fun, funnest things. Like, you know, when you do like the, the one weekend in April, like I, I love all this stuff, man. It's mm. great. It's so much fun to see that you guys, um, we're able to kind of take this idea of, you know, the original product kind of pivot into more of the brand and clothing. And, you know, you guys have become, you know, exactly what Brian said earlier, since he's wearing the shirt, like you were at the U S open last year, you guys yeah. have gone through and are now, you know, at a, at many different uh, pro shops in, and everywhere across the country too. Like it's, it's awesome to see someone who's also local because, you know, I grew up in Attleboro and, you know, Tim and Brian grew up in, in Lincoln. Like, it, it's just great to see that there is like this local presence and you got and you can't do this. So that, for me, at least that's what I take away from it. I think it's fantastic. I do want to ask mm -hmm. going into it. So when you're doing it, because I know you guys have a great partnership with Course Light. I know you've done uh, a lot of stuff with with the with different veterans organizations as well. Mm -hmm. When you approach that, what is that conversation kind of like where you're just like, hey, like, we want to work with you on this side, like we want to use like your logos and everything like that. And like, how many times do you get like the, we love this idea, let's do it. And how many times do you get the get, you know, no, like, 
I feel like it's it's more often than not like for everything you get the no but like definitely want to hear what your thoughts are from from that side kind of being able to build it from there yeah so you know really I mean, I mean, I think with any sort of business that you, um, any business venture, like even like with you guys with your podcast, I'm sure you go through these these ebbs and flows where you do get a lot of rejection. But there are times where you 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 reach out to somebody and they they get you right away, and that's what like all the partnerships that we've created so far, like with the USGA, Coors Light. Um, you know, the Major League ba- uh, Baseball Players Association, all of those really respond out of um, people gravitating towards our brand. So, you know, Coors Light's a great example. And this was kind of an in- interesting one that happened last uh, last summer. So do you, you obviously you guys remember the match last summer with mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So. During that during that broadcast, like Ernie Johnson, Ernie Johnson, I think JJ Watt and um, uh, Charles Barkley were the the commentators. So, you know, they get to Patrick Mahomes and he's like slamming Coors Lights. He's just like slamming Coors Lights as he's playing, and then and then he starts to play like really well. So Ernie Johnson, you know, he, you know, they, they're all mic'd up, and he gets he gets on the, um, you know, get, Patrick, you know, how, how you doing? You know, it seems like you're you're stringing a you're stringing a, a good round here together. And I noticed you started, you know, partaking a little early. He goes, you know, how's that how's that swing juice helping you? And you know, Mahomes is like, yeah, you know, it's, it's helping me. Uh, I, I try I don't want to do too much, but blah 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 blah. So you know, Ernie Johnson says swing juice again. And then, like, all of a sudden, Twitter starts, like, blowing up. Like, swing juice, swing juice, swing juice, swing juice with, with Twitter. So, I'm, like, retweeting every mention of swing juice. You know, I, th- <laughs> I really – I think it trended that day, like, that night, because they kept showing Mahomes, and he's making birdie after birdie, hitting great shot after great shot. He's sucking on Coors Lights. You know, Ernie Johnson's asking him about swing juice. JJ uh, Watts asking him about swing juice. And I'm just retweeting all this stuff. And, again, I know that they're not talking about – like our swing juice but they're talking about swing juice so um so that night i'm like wow i gotta reach out to Coors light because this is like there's like something here you know they're clearly referencing what mahomes is drinking which is Coors light in swing juice with their which they're connotating towards helping his golf game so you know i'm looking up to see who i could reach out to to Coors light and then, you know, of course, they're they're a massive corporation and, you know, there's a, a billion people that work there. So literally a day later, one of the VPs of marketing reached out to me from Coors Light and was like, hey, John, I don't know if you saw the match last night, but everyone is talking about Swing Juice and Coors Light. Can we can we talk and see if you know, there's something there? And I'm like, Absolutely. So, uh, so we get on a call like two days later and we, you know, we talked, we, you know, recapped the match and everything. And so what they wanted to do, their idea was like, listen, let's put together a little, a licensing agreement that you get, you can use our, you can use our, uh, our marks, our Coors Light logos and, you know, all the different um, aspects of our brand. And what they wanted to do was to create this little capsule of a design that, that you see on our site that we send to Patrick Mahomes because he was, he was two weeks out from playing the um, the American Century Championship in Lake Tahoe, um, with you know all the different uh, celebrities. A lot of athletes play. Justin Timberlake plays that, you know that whole drill, and they're like, "All right, we'll send it to him, and we'll get him to post about it because we put together a contest with, with Coors Light to create this capsule 
that said that swing juice life and had a t-shirt uh, a polo you know and a hoodie and we we're giving that away so to launch this contest they were going to have patrick you know put the shirt on you know do a little social media thing with it and and, and launch it so we print I, I came to i put together the design they approved it um we printed up a bunch, sent them, sent them to Patrick out in Lake Tahoe. I mean, this was literally like a two-week time period. And um, so I'm talking with the Corsair people. The, the product arrived on a Thursday. I think they were supposed to, start, uh, supposed to start to play Friday. And then I get a call from Coors Light that Patrick's team won't do it because he's he's uh, an, an Adidas ambassador. And Adidas didn't want him to promote another clothing brand. So I was like, damn <laughs> we, we we were this close because that was about to blow up it was about to blow up so you know that was a bummer but at the same time like still to this day like our cores like collection is one of our top selling collections mm. like so it's still we launched it and it still did extremely well the contest went really well so now we're in the process of trying to figure out additional initiatives with cores light uh, because it was a really successful launch so so that you know piece with Patrick Mahomes didn't work out but it still ended up being a, a really good partnership wow I mean that that just sounds amazing <laughs> like, like now, now, now it's gonna make me want to want to have a Coors Light here real right quick. And right I don't, even, I don't even well no we're not gonna say that we're not gonna get John in trouble we're not gonna say anything on that side so but you know that make I mean yeah I can I could definitely see like adidas kind of being like nah like no we're, we're yeah not no that. i mean they they pay him a lot of money and you know i i thought we were going to be able to pull it off but um you know hey we, we cur tried. currently looking at your uh swing juice community page and it's it's an impressive lineup of, of who what brand ambassadors you have um celebrities influencers uh, alike and golfers i see uh leishman um and a big leash as, as brendan yep. likes to say oh big, my god big, i used to do oh god yep so i used to do uh when leishman was still on the pga tour we used to do daily fantasy all the time and i used to pick yep. him because he used to like he used to be cheap and he used to make the cut all the time yeah and so like i would do uh i would do a silly little like australian accent and i would be like my name's mark leishman they go by yes. they call me big leash i'm yes. six foot a billion and i hit the ball 350 yards but i can't can't make a three foot putt to save my life. And I was just like, I would do that. And it was stupid. It was stupid, but we still like Leishman, even though we went somewhere else, we still yeah. like him. We still like him, but you know, we just can't bet on him anymore. <laughs> yeah. yep. No, he's, um, it's funny. We've, we've partnered with them, obviously, uh, that you saw on the site and, you know, he has they, him and his wife, um, they have a, a charity tournament, uh, called the begin again foundation. She, you probably, I don't know if you've read her story, you know, this was the, what year the masters she came down with uh sepsis which is a, a really you know terrible uh you know bacterial uh infection in the body and this was like during masters week and it was a really terrible situation but anyway fast forward she came through it all and they have a great foundation that we do some work with um partner with them on some some t-shirts from a you know charity perspective so they're they're great you know leashes leashes great um you know they, they you know they just have a, a great thing going on so 
but yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I've been really fortunate to meet some great people uh, throughout this whole time. You know, one of the things I've done, you know, from the very beginning with the beverage to even now is just kind of network my face off, you know, throughout, you know, throughout this whole process, because again, like, uh, you know, I was a golfer at the time when I first started the beverage, but I wasn't in the golf industry. So I've kind of, you know, made my way through the golf industry. And over that time, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to meet, you know, a lot of great people. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what, what the days ahead look like. Another thing I want to share to the listeners. I mean, when you log onto the website and you go to like, first of all, his clothing line is affordable. And that's what I want to like. i I'm like, I'm, I got to buy a hoodie. I got to do this $45 for a hoodie. I mean, I'm going to any other website and I'm looking at a hoodie and it's going to cost me 60 bucks. Easy, easy. Yeah. And then, uh, so I'm going to that and then I'm looking through these hoodies and this has nothing to do with golf and they're going to roll their eyes at me for the, but I love the hoodie. My favorite one is baseball. Isn't boring. Yes. Phenomenal, phenomenal hoodie. I don't know who thought of that one, but great stuff. Great stuff. Um, but just, if you get a chance, anyone who's listening, go look, and if you cannot find anything you like, I'll be hard pressed. I'd be very surprised. I'll be very surprised because at just the amount of, I mean, go to the drop down menus, go to the drop down menus. There's like, oh, I've been, that's what I've been doing this whole time. I've been, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's insane. I'm now I'm on the shows and events page, seeing that he's going to be at the Northeast golf show this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Next weekend, next weekend. And oh, I sent the text to all of you. Oh man, that's hilarious. So we were, we were on it. We have a text chain and I literally said, Hey, does, do you guys want to, go next because it's it's at foxborough right so it's at, at foxborough yeah. yeah yeah so i sent him a text and they were like yeah do, do, does anyone want to go next week it seems like a good saturday thing because like friday yeah. st patrick's day and we're <laughs> irish that's a whole so, other thing yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, right. trying to get out of the city yeah you yeah brian's up in brookline <laughs> so i may go in for the sunday yeah events but like definitely saturday not going in i was, <laughs> I was gonna say i, I know i was i was thinking because i thought it was this weekend i got i got distracted in that text chain i almost missed this podcast because I, I that was the text before the the northeast golf show so i i uh all my scheduling's off but so i was thinking it was this weekend and yeah you guys gonna go i'll be there i'll be there you guys should definitely uh swing through it's a it's a great you know we did it last year for the first time and it's uh you know, again, as we get like a little bit closer to golf season, it's like you just need these like little, oh these little like teasers that kind of get the get the blood flowing. So it's a it's a perfect way to, you know, kind of get as we're getting closer to the, the warmer weather, the Masters and the spring and the beginning mm. of golf season. This is a good way to kind of, you know, get your fix while we uh, hopefully avoid snow for the next uh, for the next month. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you meant to do it, but or if it was a pun. Uh, pun intended or not but you said i don't know just come on and swing through so uh, I, I do it all the time so it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like second nature to me <laughs> that was intent no pun intended but it was 100 intended <laughs> no i love that that that's great and and so we did see like obviously you know starting out in the golf in golf tim's a big seam head loves baseball so we saw mm -hmm. baseball isn't boring I see pickleball in there. What made you guys kind of decide to branch out just from kind of, you know, a golf centric clothing line, having great success in it. And obviously I'm sure because pickleball is like a major, major success sporting wise now, but yeah. like 
transferring out into baseball, into pickleball, into, you know, you have, you, you, well, we already talked about, you know, everything else, especially this, I do love the States. So I do love that one, but, yeah, yeah. you know, being able to go into all of these different areas, like what, what made you guys decide to be like, okay, we've got a good path on the golf side. Let's try pickleball. Let's try baseball. Let's see what other sports we can get into as well. What kind of made you guys decide go down that route? So, you know, it's funny, like, you know, again, when I, when I look back to like some of the, the ideas that I had when I originally started the beverage, I think one of the first things I said to myself when I was trying to plan out like what this would look like and I decided on the beverage, I said, I would love for this to be a lifestyle brand. I didn't really know what that meant, but I think now that it's, now that I'm seeing where we're like evolving to that 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 what that's what this has become so you know really a lot a lot of it really has you know i've taken cues from like what customers and and followers of our have, have reached out you know somebody have will reach out and say oh you guys should look into baseball well baseball is natural because it's a swinging sport you know same thing with like pickleball pickleball is like the, the most popular sport in the world right now and you know, really how we got into pickleball was, you know, I, I met somebody at the PGA show last year and, you know, it, this, you know, this, this guy ended up becoming a client of ours, but they own this, this cool chain down in, um, down in Alpharetta, Georgia called fairway social. It's like a, you know, it's like a, a, a restaurant concept, but like really golf heavy, but he's like, Oh, why don't you, um, you guys should look into pickleball. And I'm like, oh, what's what's pickleball? Because I'd never I'd never heard of pickleball. So, you know, he tells me about pickleball. I'm like, wow, that sounds cool. And I didn't think twice about it. And then like three months later, he's like, where are your pickleball tees? And I'm like, what do you, what's pickleball? It's like, I told you about pickleball three months ago. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that thing. So I did more research into pickleball. And I'm like, all right. You know, the, from so from that point forward, like everybody started asking me about pickleball. And I finally was like, all right, well, I guess we got to put together some pickleball t-shirts because pickleball is like, taking over the world so you know a, a, a lot of stuff like that it, it, it'll come from customers or fans of the brand like if if you know i start to see that there's a trend or you know, we start to talk internally that, that, that there are trends we'll give it a shot and i feel like you know we have this opportunity like golf is always will always be the base of our brand i feel like we're a golf forward brand but you know these other sports you know you know, this is the thing I, I talk about quite a bit too. It's like, just because you love golf, it's not the only thing that you love. You know, it's not the only thing that you're into. So especially if you talk to professional golfers or, you know, somebody who either works in the or works in the golf industry, you know, half the time they, they don't even think about golf once they're uh, like done with their job. Like a lot of professional golfers, if they're, you know, after they play, they, they may not touch a club for a month, you know, because they're fishing or hunting or, you know, sailing or whatever, whatever it is they do to get away from the game. So yeah, thinking about that mentality, it's like, yeah, there's other things that, you know, people are into that outside of golf, but golf's always the base and it kind of, everything kind of spawns off from that. Mm. Yeah. I always go back to the Brooks Kepka quote, Kepka quote, where he's just like, I, you know, I stumbled in, not really that he stumbled into golf, but he was like, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I wasn't good enough. So I played golf instead. Right. And I was like, damn, man, like that. I mean, thanks for being honest. Like, that's why we liked Brooke. That's why we like Brooks. Cause he's just like, yeah, I'd rather be a professional baseball player. I'm like, I think so would like every single other human being in a world right. in the world, right. especially when you see the Raphael Devers contract, like, right. yeah, right. I would like to be a professional baseball player player too right it, it is really interesting when you hear about like him with with baseball and and exactly what you said cam smith with fishing and like 
I did see that at Harbor Town, by the way. I did see him trying to reel in some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no, he literally went back out onto the course and started fishing after his round. I'm like, dude, there's other like there's other golfers out there. <laughs> like you should yeah, probably no, not he, do that. Everything he didn't see anything else. He was like, I get the I get there's a bass in there somewhere. Oh, it's so funny. But um no, but I think I think overall, like obviously everything from you know, your guys's golf stuff to, to pick a ball stuff is fantastic, but I do want to get into what this podcast is really about right now. And that is Big East basketball. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, what you are about to hear is something sad because I am a defeated man on the Big East basketball side as a diehard Villanova fan. And John, as a diehard Providence college fan, just like Brian is, how does it feel to be me right now? How does it feel to be the best one of, if not, the, I know, I know they're not the best team technically that Xavier, but or whoever else, I don't even care anymore, but how does it feel to be living my dream of going into the big East tournament and having a legitimate chance at winning it? And then probably going to the NCAA tournament while I sit at home. How does it feel? It's nerve wracking. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I have a target. We have a target on our back. I'm yeah. so it's exhausting. I, I hate it. I, it's crazy winning so much and then like this past past couple of games i've been like depressed like every loss like you you come home and you're you're just like wow that's uh that ruined that ruined my next couple of days until until the next one because uh we were so high on 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 life for for quite some time yeah i mean the last few years have been unbelievable first Mm -hmm. of all coach cooley Cooley years uh, oh yeah another local guy another local guy i'm telling you just I mean, you know, reigning coach of the year, um, you know, they just uh, they've just done such a great job over the last few years. I actually went to the game on Saturday and it was probably the worst loss that they've had in like the last like three or four seasons. They said since I think uh, 2010 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, longer than that then. So, I mean, it it was it was awful. So as we talked about before we, we came on, it's like, you know, not exactly how you want to go into March Madness, but. You know, again, all, all it takes is one or two games. You get hot, you go on a run, and, you know, anything can happen. I got to ask you, John. I, I I was at the game on Saturday, too. and But if you were given these – I'm going to tell you two players that are currently on the team. If you could have them as freshmen to build your team around, who would you take? Would you take Bryce Hopkins or would you take Devin Carter? I mean, I would take Bryce Hopkins. I mean, he he is a beast. I mean, he, I I see him getting to the next level. I hope he stays one more year. Like uh, th- there's been this thing with, with Friar prospects. Sometimes they, they leave a, a year too early. Yeah. I feel like he needs one more year and, you know, he has a shot at winning Biggie's player of the year. And, and even if he does, I still feel like he could, he could stay one more year. If he stays one more year, he could be a top 10 pick. If he mm-hmm. goes this year, he, you know, he could be a first round pick, maybe later in the first round, but I don't know. I, I just think he, you know, he's got an NBA body and it's tough to teach that, you know? So hopefully, you know, I, again, I just, I just hope he stays one more year and then you know, it, it could be a, you know, another magical run next year too. It's almost a good I, thing in that, for that very reason that he didn't have a great last couple of games, just so he's right. like, all right, maybe I should stay a couple more. Like a more, I got, I got a little, little more to prove a little, a little yeah. more. Yeah. It's almost I, like the polar opposite of Ben Bentel who just got super, super hot uh, at the end of his sophomore year. That was my like, guy like, too. Oh. I thought he, I thought he was going to be the one. Yeah. He was the one. Down. And then he was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm like, I'm a sophomore. I'm out. And then he's a 
freaking one of the last picks in the second round. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you would have been a God. (laughs) It was the same thing when Amari Spellman went from Villanova, like after his freshman year, I was just sitting there. I was like, dude, like they built this entire team around you coming back next year. And you just won a national championship and you're going to be the best player on the team next year too. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's an epidemic. I, I you know, again, it's, uh, I, again, I go back to the God Sham God days. Like, he was, he's another one. If he stayed one more year, he would have been an NBA legend. That, again, this is just my opinion. I'm, the people have expressed this opinion before, but I'm a, I'm an advocate of guys, you know, maybe staying a little bit longer and, 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 you know, seeing, seeing what else you can do. It's, I mean, it's, it's like live. The money's too good. Like, like yeah, money. yeah. Now they have all the NIL and, and opportunities to make money, but it's just the money money's too good. And, and you don't want to risk either injury or, or just not, not having that year that can get you that you want, you want to go out while, while you're at a, what you perceive is, is your, is your high. Or- yeah, yeah, I know it's, it's a whole, yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. That's uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's the wild west out there. It's crazy. Wow. Now- I could talk, we could talk Friars with you for like three hours. So 100%. Uh, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do a special uh, NCAA edition. Yeah. Lay, laying up podcasts or something. Let's the Friars do a deep run here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could talk Sherrod Curry, Wayne Efajuku. We uh, oh, yeah. The we crew. Can that. We can do that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, w- I would have to sit on the sidelines for that because I, kn- I know like maybe five people. No, I'm kidding. But like, Growing up as a growing up as a PC fan and then going to Villanova, obviously you lose that fandom a little bit, but but I mean it's it's great. It's just great to see them back. It's great to see what I met Ed Cooley in 2018 in San Antonio. And I was like, Yeah, I'm from like the area, like really happy you're turning it around. He's like, he just looked at me, he's like, just the beginning, man. Just yeah. the beginning. And then yep. boom, like could be coach of the year again this year, if I'm being completely honest with you. Should be at least Biggie's coach of the year, I feel like. Um, but that may go to stupid sean miller who i don't want to talk about like oh god um but you know like just having it on that or actually yeah it's probably going to shaka i just thought about that for a second it's definitely going to shaka yeah i think so um but you know just having that back in providence i always felt like that was just like having that kind of like the the pc spirit back is is definitely big for big for the city too yeah it's been great it really has been great and and again i have a feeling you know for for years to come hopefully um you know they, they keep this run going john i want to uh i want to pivot a little bit but keep it local um mm-hmm. uh go back onto the golf side uh where are you playing these days uh you have a membership somewhere do you have, do you float around you know where's your go-to spot um yeah tell talk i float around I, I don't have a membership anywhere um you know a lot of my friends have memberships in, in various places but i i definitely float around you know obviously i don't, I don't play as much golf as i'd like but um you know, again, I, you know, I'll play, you know, wherever, wherever I get invited. So, you know, stop working. I I know. Well, (laughs) listen, the work, working kids definitely um, have gotten the way of my golf game. That's, that's like the typical like that excuse. Do we we have um, any, any little golfers? Uh, Not yet. I'm working towards that. I'm definitely, you know, trying to, you know, trying to produce some golfers here. So so I mean, I mean, mean, they they see, they see me around golf. I'm constantly watching golf. There's clubs and golf balls everywhere. So it's, 
I'm trying to put little hints around, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I play all the, all the local courses, you know, all the lo- you know, I've been again, fortunate enough to play you know, a lot of the, the great uh, private courses we have here. Um, uh, you know, my, my, probably my favorite course locally, my two favorite courses locally in, you know, in the state really are, um, you know, Newport national, which is just such a great, great, uh, great golf course. Uh, I love oh. linksy style golf courses, anything that has like a sight line of an ocean I'm in. Um, and my favorite golf course in Rhode Island that I played is Sakana golf club. Wow. I just absolutely love that place. Sakana. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It is just such a great little spot. It's just quiet. Nobody goes over there. Um, and want to moist it like closer to, closer to, you know, to me locally here is great. Um, Agwan, Agwan hunt is great. Mm. So, um, a lot of great golf. A lot of great golf around. I'm a fan of Triggs. Triggs is another, another, uh, you know, another, another great one. They're so. getting some they've, raised, they've raised the prices a little bit. I remember the old 18 bucks yeah. for 18 holes they, days. They got a I big, uh, those. they got a big, uh, uh, like grant from uh, USGA. They're they're oh. gonna do some, do some fixings. I mean, that clubhouse is a uh, throwback in time. It is, it is absolutely, Absol- oh, absolutely. Just, and I've always said like, if if Triggs ever got like a you know, whether it be a grand or a chunk of money, that's a great layout for a golf course. Oh, I, mean, I really love is. the layout. It's it would be George Wright. Two, it would be George Wright 2.0. Like yeah. they would just, I, and I hope that, that, that that's what it becomes because I, so I remember growing up, how many times did we hear that Triggs was going to become apartments? Like how many times that they were like, Oh, they're going to sell it to a developer. Well, most like, recent mayoral race. Uh, they were like, one of them was threatening to, to do it. If, if he didn't win. So I, I, I got an email from Triggs themselves the subject was save Triggs golf course. And of course that drew me right in. And uh, yeah. just, you gotta, gotta vote for Brett Smiley uh, because the, 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 the competitor was, um, was going to just do that, do that. Just that is because you hear, I mean, it's so unfortunate, like obviously Metacomet and, and a yeah, bunch of Metacomet. courses, just great courses that uh, unreal layouts, uh, public and, and awesome and accessible, but um that's that's just the the reality of of making money but and and the golf game slowing down a little bit i mean it's picked up in the in the most recent years but it's it's too bad it's yeah no it's um and again like there's just so many great courses you know locally not and not just in rhode island but like you know southeastern new england and Mm around new england limit um, like you're saying plymouth i, I love going right. down there if you're willing to to take that that drive it's like once you get 100%. there the world is your oyster yeah it's great it's great so there's a, there's, a, there's a lot to offer here um you know locally mm. i definitely want to kind of touch on that a little bit more john because one of the biggest things that we 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 haven't really had arguments about because i think a lot of i think all of us are pretty much in agreement on it because we don't have resort courses up here, like say the South does. So like, you don't get, you don't really get like super, super premier public courses up here unless it's, you know, granite links and it costs $200, but like, you don't get those 75 to 90 range where they're kept up really well. And the fairway, and you know, you know, you're getting good. Like, it's kind of like, it's either Beautiful, beautiful private, like Country Club, Wanna Moisset, Agawam Hunt, Newport National, or it's Triggs, like, and it's like now Trig, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. that. I'm just wondering, like, what what do you think can be done with like a lot of these, you know, public courses where we can 
I know it's go play them, but at the same time, when they get too much play, then they're completely overrun, which we've seen how many times with, I mean, just which again, going back to Triggs alone, get them getting 20,000 rounds a year. And by the end, you know, by the end of August, it's a dirt, it's a dirt patch. It's a, it's a goat yard. So like, what do you think can be done on this side just to help that public help public courses within the new England area continue to survive and continue to thrive? So I think, I think a lot of it is really, you know, to me, an extension of the shift in the industry, right? So, you know, you really, since COVID, you've seen like an explosion of golf and you're, you're bringing more people into the game, you know, you're bringing, you know, a younger demographic into the game. And I think that's also happening on the industry side. You're starting to see, you know, younger, um, a younger demographic in management positions of people that can make decisions. And, And a lot of these people are, you are, are, are people that have experienced golf in other parts of the country or other parts of the world. And they, and again, if they, you know, if, they, if you go down to Florida or the Carolinas or you go out to Arizona in the desert, like just like we're talking about, you go to $75 golf course and it looks like it's n- as nice or nicer than any course private or public here, you know? So I think that shift in the industry as it continues to happen, you, it really comes with demand, you know? And, and so if, you know, the you know, membership, the membership is, demanding, is demanding, hey, well, we need nicer conditions or we'll come play this course if it, you know, if it's um, offers better amenities. That's when you're going to and, and you're starting to see it like, again, the fact that Triggs got a grant for for any sort of improvement is like, you know, it's like light years ahead of where, you know, you would ever thought that that would have been you know, not too long ago. And I think that's starting to happen because there's other places around too that are starting to, you know, make improvements, um, add more amenities, you know, really invest in the grounds and the clubhouse. So I think it's happening. It's it's sl- slow for sure. Um, and I think part of it too is the climate, like where we live. It's just, you know, you go to other places, they play golf here around here. You have six months if you're lucky. Um, but at the same time, I think, because golf is just the dynamic of golf is changing you know these places are going to have to compete to keep you know to keep the consumers in couldn't agree well couldn't agree more with that statement and i also think you know my local course here in attleboro highland country club went out a couple of years ago i'm sure you probably heard about that everyone went over to Pawtucket country club and freaking yeah. and i grew up playing both courses so Pawtucket got saved but at the expense of Highland right? and now Ledgemont may go out and then the at, or, you know, at the expense and, you know, some other great course will get that and, you know, they'll get that membership. So I just, I also think like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these places start going kind of the Norton and Foxborough route where they're going to go semi-private and they're going to start allowing the public on there just to, just to survive and try and keep yep. that, keep, keep that good condition up. But at the same time, like, yeah, we need like we need we need the we need the public to come in and play too. Yeah, I mean golf again. This is true not only from a golf course level, but I, I think just from an industry level, like golf needs to become more accessible, right? So you know you have the top golfs of the world, which is really kind of expanding that uh, just from a general public standpoint. But then you see the five iron golfs, and you see the X golfs, and you know you're starting to see these the the, the pop strokes and the, these places that are making golf accessible to a wide range of people as opposed to just playing golf. But you still are going to have a group of people that just want to play on a golf course and just be outside and play eighteen holes. 
but at the same time you have to appeal to that audience mm. and if, if somebody is you know is willing to invest in a golf trip or even if they go to a top golf it's still a level of play that you're used to nice amenities like better food and a nice bathroom and you know a good practice facility type of thing so if that becomes the norm everywhere else like again for these courses to survive they're going to have to do that make golf you know more uh, accessible at that level that's a good point just give me a hot dog at the turn and a root and a swing juice and, and it's, that's right that's right all I need. Maybe I, I always mix in a Snickers too. I love, love a good Snickers. Yeah, you have, to. you have to. <laughs> I don't need, yeah, I don't need that. Uh, those, the, the, all those dip fancy meals and, and stuff from, I mean, Top Golf's great and I'm, I'm pumped they're coming locally, both in Cranston and in near Boston. And yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like that's, that shouldn't be what it's expected, those different amenities. You got to start from, from the bottom where you basically write, write your name on a, a paper sheet and just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, like, you know, like social media plays a huge part in all of this, you know? So again, if you're, if you play a couple of rounds here locally, I mean, you're, if you're a golfer, you're following golf accounts and you're seeing beautiful courses all over the place. And then again, you're reading about these courses in the Carolinas or in Florida that are like super cheap, but really nice. And you're saying, mm-hmm. to yourself, like, well, why, why can't my course be like that? You know, so I there, there's definitely a change and an evolution happening in the industry, and it's only a matter of time. But you're going to really start to see that significant shift, where you're going to have affordable golf courses with great amenities. That's going to be more of the norm than not. I'm excited for that to become the rule and not the exception. So yeah, that exactly. that'll it's coming, it's coming. I I I, I can see it. it. It's coming. And you got you got into the. Uh into the golf game, the golf branding at such an early part of um, the two thousands. And then now with COVID and everything, it just took off in 2020. I mean, has, has sales spiked? Has everything spiked? I mean, we're, we're talking about golf on the courses, but, um, and people are more people are playing like, does that, does that translate into more business and, and just your brand just growing, 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 especially with TikTok now and everything like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I credit, you know, so, I credit social media for really the growth of the swing juice brand, but then also COVID was another, another booster because again, you know, we were in a place where our brand was, um, you know, we were still open for business all through COVID and, you know, a lot of the major competitors of ours were forced to shut down. So we were still shipping t-shirts. I mean, we were really one of the few out there that A, had inventory, B, didn't have to shut down because we didn't rely on a hundred people to make the whole thing go. So we, you know, we were able to stay open. And, and again, fortunately, we were able to get through that and, and really take off and become, you know, you know, kind of moved us. It just kept, it just moved us along in a, in a good bit. And ever since then, it's just, we've kind of kept this momentum um and, and again it goes back to you know the the golf consumer is 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 changing you know, they're getting younger they're getting more tech savvy they're, they're wanting different options they're they're trying to you know they're they're trying to stay in this place where you know golf is you know their, their favorite thing but you know they, they want they want to show it to the world which which is great and it's right where we fall in and right. the game's getting more relaxed too i mean it's definitely 
you know it, it's becoming less stuffy and more more you know fun and inclusive and you know that's kind of all the things that we're, we're that we're about I'm glad. i wanted to say like can you imagine even five, 10 years ago, like a professional golfer wearing a hoodie during a PGA tour event? It, non-existent. It wasn't even, exactly. wasn't even part of the conversation. And then Tyrrell Hatton does it. Tyrrell Hatton and Colin Morikawa do it. And everyone's like, yep, we're, we're in, like, right. we're in on hoodies now. Right. Like, and, right. and I love it. Like, I love like, like this isn't a hoodie, but like I have like a Villanova, you know, kind of like a dry wear hoodie that I wear a lot when I go play golf. And like, I just think it's, it, it brings a nice aspect to it. It brings a, I, I think they're perfect. And, yeah. you know, I know you guys make great golf hoodies as well. So like definitely got to get one of those, uh, yes. you know, luckily that yeah, I'm a little bit make that slimmer happen. than I have been before. Like they fit better. So happen. that's always helpful, but you know, like everything is changing in a good way. And I feel like that, you know, with the style to having new, you know, being able to actually wear comfortable thing comfortable you know polos comfortable hoodies comfortable quarter zips out there it's just something that that has changed golf for the better especially yeah yeah i couldn't agree more i mean that's really kind of the you know again the 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 evolution of the swing juice brand is really you know a lot of ways you know i felt like earlier on with the beverage it was you know probably a little bit ahead of its time and i think where we've trended early on with you know the, the apparel side we were a little bit of ahead of our time and one of the, you know, the, the front runners and uh, in, in the early stages of that. But I think this is where the industry is going, you know, starting to really see it, you know, come to fruition. So it, it's just exciting for me to, to be in the middle of it. And hopefully we can continue this path and, you know, be, be one of the, one of the brands that people look to as, you know, the fun brand that uh, one of the fun brands that's helped change uh, the perception of golf in the industry. And it all goes back to your idea that you just came up with swing juice and you're like, why isn't that a brand? Why is right. that? A brand? Yep. Yep. Capitalized on that. And then look at you now. I mean, how cool is this story? I mean, uh, well, yeah, it's been, it's been, like I said, it's been, um, it's been a long journey and in the, sometimes the journey has been this, but, um, mm. you know, I've just been focused on what I think could be a, a good thing and you know been lucky enough to have a lot you know a lot of great support along the way and it's uh yeah like i said i'm excited to see what the uh what the future brings wow wow and then yeah like you like you said you're ahead of your time it's not golf is not snooty and swing juice is an absolutely great example of a name i mean when i think of swing juice i think of you playing with a, a bunch of buddies and you're like ah Time to crack a cold one, get to get the swing juice in. Yep. I'm feeling tight. I mean, it is just perfect. It is absolutely perfect. You are ahead. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank again. Thank you guys for, for the support. I mean, this is um, like I said, not, not nothing works if there isn't support from you know from fans, from customers, from friends, family. So it's all um, you know, it, it's all you know, pretty exciting. John, I gotta ask. Do you have any hole in ones? I have one. Ooh. I have one. Now hole. we gotta hear. Now we gotta hear about it. One hole in one. Um and we so may know the course. <laughs> so it was at Walpole Country Club. I have a I have okay. a, a framed picture of it. Do you love Walpole? So I played, I used to I so my my parents were members there years ago and i was a junior member there for for a long time so this was actually this was right when i was like kind of first playing golf i was playing with my dad um so let's see this was on 
September 23rd, 2004. So actually, this was the the year I, you know, I like Swingers first became a thing, um, which was which is interesting. I'm just like realizing that now. Like look, look, look <laughs> at this picture. It's so funny. So uh, six hole, 150 yards. We just walked up to the hole, grabbed an eight, uh, grabbed the nine iron, took a swing. Literally hit 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 the uh, hit the green, popped up, hit the stick, went down. Wow. Me and my dad like look at each other. My dad's like, did that did that go in? And I'm like, I think so. So we walk up there and we both like look at the hole and we're like, I can't believe that just happened. So it was super cool to, to you know to to have that happen, like playing with my dad. Um, so it's been um that's my only one. I've I've come close a few other times, but I mean that was a no doubter, which was uh, you know, I still I still can't believe it happened. And of course, you drank a swing juice right before you hit there. Of course, yeah. I mean, there was, there's no, there was no other way. Right. No other way. <laughs> it's a great plug there. Great plug. <laughs> you got it. How about you guys? Any of you hold ones? Still chasing the aces. Still chasing okay. aces over here. You know, maybe one day. Keep but... chasing. You never know. Listen, it, there's no rhyme or reason. It just, it just happens. You know. And then, you know, then there are guys like Tiger. And you, know, you name your PGA Tour professional. And... Twenty-three holes in hey, one yeah, or whatever right. Tiger has. Yeah. Like it's insane. Nineteen hole in ones for you know Rory. Like just like a silly amount, but so you expect from those guys. And uh, John, usually we ask a bunch of questions at the end, like Brendan said earlier, um, and we have our standard set of questions. But because you are a local guy, I want to switch this up. They've never heard this question. Um, so this is, is specifically for you because we know okay. the we, you know, we're from the same area. I want you to pretend that the PGA Tour only exists in Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts, okay? Okay. I want you to pick a course lineup one course for each of these. Uh, I want you to pick a course for the PGA Championship. I want you to pick a course for the Masters. I want you to pick a course for our link style course for the British Open or the mm -hmm. whatever, Rhode Island Southeast Open. Yep. And I want you to pick one for the US Open. Which courses are you okay. picking? So for, I would say for the US Open, I'd, I'd go Juana Moisev. Love it. Just because um, it's a pretty big golf course. And again, it's just like greens are perfect, great conditions. Uh, they, they do the the Northeast Sam there. So they can they can trick that place out and like really do graduated. Actually, I played there last time I played one of Moise, It was about a month before the Northeast Sam. And I remember the I was playing in a tournament and um, one of the assistants can't one of the golf course superintendent assistants came up to us and said listen guys replace your divots you know like all the you know typicals he's like we have this course exactly where we want we don't need anybody to mess it up so i was like <laughs> okay and they're right the the rough was crazy um but it, it's just a beautiful beautiful golf course um i would go with the masters hmm. I would say, I would say, I'm going to say Sakana. And again, the, the, the two courses aren't similar at all, but I just think Sakana is beautiful. I just think it's just a, a beautiful place and it's just got, it's got a lot of history to it. And um, it's just a great setting. And again, this, the settings are not similar at all, 
mm-hmm. but I just think it's a, I just think it's a great, it's like, a, it's my, it's my favorite golf course in Rhode Island and the masters is my favorite golf tournament. So that's why I'm putting those two together. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say PGA championship. I would go with um, shelter Harbor. Wow. Have you guys played shelter Harbor. No, that's my dream course. That is a great golf course. Like oh, the only thing missing at Shelter Harbor is like an ocean view. Okay. I'm a big I'm a big ocean course guy, but it's just a beautiful golf course. Clubhouse is great. Um it, great layout of a golf course, just like really some really interesting holes. Uh just like a really, really fun track. And um and for the open championship i would go to newport country club just boom open it's, it's a linksy style course you, you could also you could also say open championship at newport national but uh, you know i'm gonna go with, i'm gonna go with newport country club with again the history of that golf course you know it really should be the u.s open but i'm, I'm gonna go with uh, open championship over at over at newport phenomenal answers and you got to kind of go with it at the, as the open championship, as the open championship as well, just because of the clubhouse, like literally the Newport country club clubhouse. It's one, it, it probably is a U.S. historical landmark for Christ's sake. I have no idea, but that thing is, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's like, it's iconic. That whole property is just, you know, iconic. It's great. I'm I'm losing my ball. Just thinking about that fescue. (laughs) yes yep yep i already lost great and it's funny too like the way they the way they you know the way they kind of set that course and again i've only played it once um and it's just it's just a great experience but again they kind of set it up almost like an open championship i mean the you know the the fairways are kind of you know the kind of that same style link style look and feel ball runs out um you get wind in a million different directions so um and again the clubhouse is you know, it's a 10 out of 10 it's just a great great spot exactly. well somehow we got to make this like an actual figure out a way to like play all four of these courses in the same year yeah that would be that would be and especially like playing them in the like ideal time frame so like you play um for the pga championship for example like you play shelter harbor in may for the right. U.S. Open, you know, you play Wanamoise, although I, they may not let you play Wanamoise in June. I'm just thinking about that right now because of prob- the Northeast. Pro- pro- probably not, but maybe if once the tournament's done, we play then because that that's would be mm. that would be the perfect setup. Yeah, because yeah, like the day, the Monday after the the Northeast and right. that place, and that's Caddy Day too there. So like, yeah, the the members Absolutely. aren't even going to play. That is that is like the setup that we the would swing do. juice open, baby. We I, got yes, it. We mini tour, swing I juice love, mini tour. I, I love it. I love the sound of this. Yeah, I love the sound of this. All right, now I get that. All right, let me let me see if I can figure this out. I'm gonna keep yeah. you guys posted on this. Yeah. We've uh, we that'll be a, that'll we be a nice little about... tour uh, for Rhode Island. We always talk about like a tournament that we're going to do because because we have uh, we want to call it the Duff Cup. And I met um, I I don't know if you know the Cape Cod golf guys at all, but they're uh, they're pretty, pretty prevalent. And and one of the guys who who runs it also does woodworking. And he's like, I was like, yeah, like I want to do I want to do a a hilarious um, trophy that's on like it's a big it's like a big wooden plate at the you know a big wooden thing at the bottom yeah and like all ornamentary and then like this tiny little like wooden tankard on the top 
with our logo and then it just says duff cup and it's just like that's all i want like that it's just so silly but i'm like yes like we need we need the silliest trophy in the world for like the silliest you golf have, podcast everything it. like that like just as just as fun just as a nice little fun thing absolutely you have to do it see these are the things that you know are they're important in life so you gotta do it <laughs> you gotta do it it's all i want it's just a little tankard on top of it. a big piece of wood that's all i want the, the light bulb went off and now the swing uh the juices are flowing if you know it, what I mean. it, that's it the juice is loose baby yeah. <laughs> rolling Oh, he'll he'll be you in this game any day, Tim. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I can't can't wait for the duffing up swing juice collab when uh, we. All right, let's. I'm telling you, well, this may this may um correspond with this little this little tour we just came up with. Yeah. Um, and we, there's a lot of courses we can fill in too to have like a full season, but oh, yeah. We'll start. We'll start with the majors. There. Start with the scramble at tricks. We'll start there. Yeah, that, start. <laughs> that could that could be the fifth major. That could be like the players. You know, that right, could be, right. you know, throw in throw in tricks. Oh, you. We are we are very lucky that we have we have the guest on this week, so we don't have to go through Brendan's annual. Don't you dare call the players the fifth. <laughs> don't you yeah. dare call the player the fifth well, major. Tricks. So I had I you know again, oh, yeah. it's a, such an iconic uh, venue that I had to I had to throw that up there. There's an island green at Cranston. <laughs> very true very that's, true that, that's the players that that has to be yeah. yeah and then we cannot invite country club club of rhode island just to get all the barrington people mad at us oh that would be oh no, perfect no. That's i'm just cool, kidding on that side cool, we love cool. you barrington we love you I'm, I'm assuming you've been to the the cbs charity classic yep. or that that was that's a cool event i really yeah that it. was a great event i was sad to see that go i would love to see that come back in some form or fashion um again I, I it was great for the state of rhode island and i think um you know just again for the local i mean golf rhode island's a big golf golfing region uh new england is obviously but rhode island specific so that was a great event to bring a professional a professional you know tournament big to names. the area so yeah. I, would, I would love to see that come back in some uh some form or fashion that's that's there's a there's a, a market there for you there's there's no window there's a window there's a need there's nothing there yet so we'll see wow. anybody can make it happen don't, th- don't think i've ever th- i haven't thought about it so. <laughs> it's, uh, pga tour why don't you just swing on into rhode we're, island we're, baby wheels are, turning. wheels are turning oh that's great it's there that'll that'll be great but uh, absolutely john it's it's been absolutely fantastic yeah. I, same here guys I, again I, I again i appreciate you having me on uh you know appreciate the support and we are going to get on the golf course this summer so let's um you know we'll, we'll we'll make something happen we'll figure out where and we'll, we'll and we'll get it done absolutely so everyone listening here go immediately to swingjuice.com get one of their either epic polos their fantastic golf hoodies I will say the golf and tacos line. Shout out our friend Nelson from Tacos at the Turn as well. The golf and yes. the golf and tacos line. Boy, it's a thing of beauty. It's yeah, an absolute. It's- and the way you got the tacos on the polo too. Oh, I I that the big boy in me like went absolutely insane when I saw that. I'm uh, like, I'm like, I'm gonna need that this summer for sure. Yeah, ta- tacos is is always been my second language, so uh that's like a it's like my one of my favorite things we we have i love it so i'm glad i'm glad it resonates with you I, I, i'm I'm glad it does absolutely absolutely 
absolutely. So everyone get over there. Everyone go get that stuff. And again, John, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you jumping on tonight. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. And let, let's do it again. Like I said, we'll get on the course and then we'll, and then we'll recap. And, and, and... Oh yeah. That would be good. Absolutely. Thank you.